welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Wow, welcome to Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Blake Moore. So excited about this interview, guys, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Blake is on a mission to help one million dads write at least one well-written, meaningful, lasting legacy letter to their children. Blake has a wonderful wife and loves being a father to three children, all under the age of six. As he leads his family, he draws from many mentors, but none more important than his late father, Larry Brewer. Welcome to the show, Blake. Christine, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. And just a small correction there. I'm on a mission to help a million dads and moms write at least one letter. And Thank so, you for that correction. That's so important. Yeah. I started hearing about these legacy letters and to know that this is your area of expertise. I definitely want to dive into it. I know a little bit about your backstory, but I'd love for you to share it with um, our listeners of why you got into this um, this service. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead and share your story. Yeah, absolutely. I would not be doing what I'm doing today without my dad and a letter that he wrote to me that absolutely changed my, my life. And so I really believe that the most powerful voice spoken on the planet is spoken by a father and spoken by a mother. I mean, there are words that I could say to my children today that would absolutely wreck their life because my words are that powerful uh, in their life. And, and Christine, you could probably say those same things to my children and it might just hurt their feelings. But when I say it, oh man, they probably need to get some therapy because of this. But on the flip side, there's words that I could say to my children that could absolutely bring confidence into their life. They can help them navigate a difficult situation to help uh, find their life purpose and, and meaning. And so my dad, he took those powerful words of his and he put his words, uh, he did something with them to really make his words uh, have even a deeper impact and make them lasting. So um, when I was 19 years old, I got a call from my mom saying that we were going on a family vacation to Hawaii. I said, heck yeah, let's go. First day that we're there, we went uh, snorkeling, and I found myself out in the water with my dad. My mom and sister and family were on the beach, and, man, there's nowhere else I wanted to be than, if, than with my dad at that moment. I had a really good dad. He wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but for um, – you know, for me, my dad was really larger than life, um, metaphorically, but also physically. So he'd been drafted to play tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. But his main claim to fame is that he was Terry Bradshaw's tight end at Louisiana Tech. And so they were best friends and roommates. And my dad was also a very humble guy. So he hardly ever told anyone that he was Terry Bradshaw's tight end. But I told everybody. It was kind of my claim to fame growing up. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Christine, do you know who Terry Bradshaw is? I've heard the name, and that says a lot because I'm not a big football fan, but I know the name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he won four Super Bowls. He's been on movies every Sunday. He's on TV, uh, the bald guy, blonde hair. Anyway, um, so I'm out there with my dad, and we kept just going further and further out. And the water got deeper, and the current got stronger. The waves got bigger. 
And there was a moment where I realized I did not know where my dad was anymore. So I started scanning the water and I eventually saw him. Um, my dad, I could tell was not doing that well. And he looked right at me and he said, I need help. And my dad had this really big, deep, booming voice and his cry for help was more like a soft whimper. And so I knew I had to get to him as quickly as I could. By the time I got over there, my dad was underneath the water and he was unconscious. And so I dove down, wrapped my arms around my dad, brought him back up to the surface and then began to swim with, swim with him to the shore. Luckily, uh, some, uh, a nearby snorkeler and the lifeguard saw what was going on. They helped me get my dad to shore. They started doing CPR. And I was just really crying out to God, please save my dad's life. And I really thought he was going to come to at any moment. I thought it was going to be like the movies where his eyes kind of flicker open and the water comes out of his mouth. But it never happened. And so my dad ended up drowning that day. And so it literally went from one of the best moments of my life to the worst in a matter of minutes. And I'm standing there next to my dad and standing there next to his body and just like, what happened? He was just right here with me. So I was already just asking the question, like, how are we going to make it without my dad? Like, how am I going to make it without my dad? So fast forward a couple hours and now we're back in the condo. I'm sitting uh, on the edge of the bed in the back bedroom just by myself. My mom walks into the room and she says, I've got something for you. I had no idea what she was talking about, but she said she had found it in my dad's briefcase and she knew that he was going to give it to me on this trip. So she walks across the room and puts into my hand some sheets of paper. It was a letter, a letter from my dad. And Apparently, he had been working on this letter for two or three months. He had no idea that he was going to uh, die when he wrote this letter, no idea that this was going to be his final words to me. But as I was reading this letter, it was everything that I needed in that moment. I felt uh, so much peace, and I was comforted by his words. I felt so loved by my dad in that moment. I mean, don't tell me that my dad didn't love me. My dad took the time in the midst of his, he was a hospital CEO. He, uh, he was a high school referee for football games. He was very involved in our church, just like a very busy guy like we all are. But in the midst of all that, he took the time to put on paper how he felt about us, our family values, some wisdom. And so this letter uh, absolutely changed my life. It got me through that time in my life. Um, it gave me hope. Um, in a lot of ways, my dad's uh, words protected me. I think about that next year as I was grieving really hard, and I would almost every night, uh, I was crying myself to sleep, like reliving that moment in my life. And I, at times, start to go down the, the what-if game. Like, what if I could have done something differently? What if um, I wasn't there with my dad? Like, man, he wouldn't have gone out that far. Like, was this my fault in some way. And every single time I started to go down that path, um, it was like my dad was right there and his words were right there. Like, this is not your fault. <laughs> like, this is not your fault. Um, it just happened. And so my dad's words protected me from really having uh, survivor's guilt. So then uh, it was several years, you know, I graduated from college. I got married. I started having kids and, you know, my dad's letter and his words are still there through all that still influencing me. So, uh, it was a few years ago when I was a young dad 
and I'm, you know, working, I'm starting my business, I'm doing all sorts of things. And, but I want to be a good dad. And so I'm like, man, what do I do? Like, give me something tangible that I can do to really be a good dad for my children. And I'm like, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write him a letter. Like if anyone knows the value of a letter from their dad, it's me. So I go to uh, write this letter to my children and I'm staring at this blank sheet of paper and I'm like, what the heck am I about to write here? Like it was really hard to get my thoughts and feelings um, organized in a way. And so uh, it just, you know, I, it took me a long time and it just kind of hung over my head, but I knew I had to finish. And so because of that, I really went into research mode reading books and articles and listening to podcasts, looked at my dad's letter, you know, what is kind of blocking me and overwhelming me from writing this letter? I got to work through that. But then also, um, if I'm going to write this letter, I want to put all the best things in there that, uh, you know, the things that everyone needs to hear from their dad. And so I finished this letter. It felt amazing to get this letter done. Like I knew that I had created something of value. And uh, I also you know, I went set out to write this letter for my children, but I was the one who was experiencing all of the benefits. It was really this journey that I went on in this in this process, and so uh, I, you know, I, it was it was really for me. Um, and then I'll tell you this, Christine, I decided to go ahead and read the letter to my daughter when she was four, oh, and, wow. and uh, you know, normally every night I'm reading her a book or a princess book. And that night uh, I said, Hey, Gracie Kate, daddy's got something for you. And I began to read this letter. Well, I had forgot to take it in, into account how emotional I was going to be reading this thing. And I'm just boohooing oh. through this whole letter. I can't hardly get through it. She had never seen me cry before. So I'm wondering, you know, what does she think of me right now? I get to the end of this letter and I look up at her and she looks right back at me and she says, uh, Daddy, can you read me the princess book now? <laughs> Which I was like, yes, I can read it. I read her the princess book. But the next day, she went up to my wife at dinner and she said, last night, Daddy read me a message. Can he read me that message again tonight? Wow. And so she didn't understand all the concepts in that letter. She will in time, but she got the main one. She's got a daddy who loves her. Wow. That is such a powerful, powerful testimony. Uh, you really took your grief and the present that you got from your dad and went forward with it. And it was almost like a baton that you grabbed hold of and you passed it on to others. And um, thank you for sharing your story because that that must have been a lot, you know, to share and um, to go through. But I, I'm just so impressed that you were able to use that experience to allow others to be able to leave a meaningful legacy behind for their children. Yeah. Well, you know, as I met, you know, people the last 20 years and I tell them my story, you know, the number one response that I would get from people is, one, that's amazing that your dad did that for you. But number two, I wish I had a letter like that from my dad. And so, uh, you know, I, I would meet some people, too, that would also say, oh, I got, I did get a letter from my dad. 
And so it was almost like when someone would tell me that we were in a special club together, like I got a letter from my dad. Um, and so I wanted, my, I knew I wanted my children to be in that club, but it was through writing that letter to my children and the process I went on and, and thinking through all the people I'd met over the years who had this, who also had a, a letter from their dad, that that's when I had this kind of epiphany moment. Like I have got to help more people get a letter from their dad. And so that's where the mission initially started. Um, and then pretty soon after that, we included moms in the mission as well, uh, because I believe that moms need to write this letter, but also, um, everyone needs to receive this letter from their mom as well. And so this is more than just a letter. Like people would, most people aren't even getting a letter. Most people would love a letter from their parents, but this is a a legacy letter. Um, this is everything that someone would need to hear from their mom or dad, uh, in one letter on paper, and it's really uh, a journey, as I talked about for myself, that I, for the last two and a half years now, that I help parents go on this journey, writing this letter, helping them think through what they want for their family, helping them think through how their parents have impacted them and, you know, how they, how powerful uh, their voice is in their children's life. And so it's, when my dad wrote that letter, I mean, he had no idea the impact that it was going to have, not only on my life, but now all the other people's life that are now writing their letter uh, inspired because of him. And, you know, I, I just actually did a seminar, and I um, I was talking about legacy, and I, and I encouraged everyone to write a legacy letter. And now I know who to send them to because, I mean, where do you begin, right? It, it, we're living in the day and time when everyone's just sending a text with emojis and thumbs up and likes. And I'm sure your service will really help individuals really craft that letter that has all those nuggets and lessons learned and wishes for their loved ones. Can you share us a little bit about what you provide? Yeah. Well, if people go to write this letter, I've experienced people kind of get hung up because they have some things that are emotionally or spiritually just kind of blocking them from, from getting the letter started and getting it finished. So we have some exercises and we have, so I have a, a online master class that anyone can sign up for. And there's a self-guided version each month. I am leading people live through it. Just finished up a group yesterday. So people can sign up and go through it. But then also um, I've seen people written letters and it was a very sweet and special letter, but it didn't quite have the impact that they um, were hoping for. And so we make sure that um, we're putting all of the stuff in there that really kind of cuts through the noise um, of, of the, the world we live in. You know, it's very noisy out there. It's very chaotic. You know, you think about 100 years ago, how many people were trying to speak into our children's life, like local family, local community. But now with social media and the Internet, our children are, are having to navigate a lot of different voices out there and it's really impacting i mean that's one reason that we see anxiety and depression at an all-time high among people of all ages but especially children and so as parents we've got to we can't just throw our hands up in there and say well uh, i know they need to hear my voice but it's just too hard out there it's too much competition it's like no we got to do whatever it takes to get our voice deeply embedded into our children's heart because we know that if our children are not currently in a situation right now, now, and I help parents write this to a to their young children, 
There's a 90-year-old woman on the call the other day. And so it doesn't matter how old your children are. Every, you know, everyone needs and wants this letter from their parents. Um, But all of our children are either uh, about to make a big decision, um, if they're not currently. They're about to face a temptation. They are about to have a big opportunity in front of them. And we know that they're going to be better off with, our voice, the right, the right words from us, words that can bring confidence, um, words that can bring hope. And, and really, uh, you know, the most powerful words are from a mom and a dad. And so um, in this letter, um, we're communicating things like, I love you. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. Uh, I help parents apologize and do it the right way. I help parents uh, give advice to their children um, and advice that really uh, connects with them. So, I mean, this letter is really, it's, there's definitely the, the point of, oh, that's pretty special or pretty neat, mom or dad, but then there's uh, the letter, the impact that it has on our child's life for the rest of their life. Now, have you seen situations where people are giving this letter before they pass away? Or is it just a letter that they provide and the the effect that they pass away and they give the letter, someone else gives it to them? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that. Um, so my dad, he we, we discovered, you know, I got his letter after he passed. But my dad was going to give me that letter that weekend. He knew that his 19-year-old son needed those words in his life. And so the letter that I'm helping parents write, it really is to be given sooner rather than later. Now, it's their letter. They can give it when they want. It can be waiting if they after they pass. But I tell parents, these words are so powerful. Like, I recommend giving it sooner rather than later because your children's life will be better with this letter, but then also your relationship with your children. I mean, I've helped parents write this letter to their children who would say, on a scale of 1 to 10, we're a 10. And this letter only, you know, was still beneficial. But then there's some parents that are writing it to their estranged daughter. There was a dad last last week. He's like, man, I haven't talked to my daughter in years. We're estranged. But now I'm writing this letter because I I want to help my daughter. I want to reach out to her. I want that relationship with my daughter again. Wow. I was thinking that I, I'm sure that this letter can open up a deeper conversation with parents, especially in situations where there might be estrangement or misunderstanding to really help yeah. them really open that conversation. Because sometimes a phone call won't do it, a visit may not do it, but a handwritten, handwritten letter really can really bring it home. It shows that you care, it's well thought out, and it um, it's received differently. Yeah, you know, it's sometimes when you go to have a verbal conversation with someone, there's so much pressure there and maybe things don't come out the way that you had hoped or maybe you start saying it and then the person that you're talking to, your children, you know, next thing you know, they say something and the conversation went sideways. But when you write it, you get it all out there. You have time to clearly think about the things you want to say. And it's just really powerful to to read. Like, like when someone chooses those words to put on paper, one of the dads finished his letter uh, this past year. This guy had been in the military, and now his sons are 21 and 23. So he wrote the letter and gave it to him as a Christmas present. 
And so they wow. open it up Christmas morning, and they open it up, they're like, oh, okay, a, a letter. Like, cool, Dad. I had, you know, they didn't really know what to say. But they went home that night and read it. They come back this, the next morning, and Jeff told me that his two sons just kind of gave him a half hug and said, oh, you know, thanks for the letter, Dad. And he's like, what? That's all you're going to give me? Like, I, you know, put my heart and soul into this thing, and they didn't really – say anything well six months go by jeff gets a call from uh, his buddy and his buddy says hey i just got done hanging out with your son your son told me that this past christmas you wrote him a letter your son told me it's his most treasured possession and he reads it every single week sometimes multiple times a week Jeff had no idea the impact that it was having on his son. His son lived in a different state. And this is the power of this letter because it's, it's return toable, which is a word I made up. But his son was able to return to that letter every single week, read it, be influenced by his dad. His dad was connecting with his heart every single week. And uh, that's just the power uh, of this letter. Wow. I, I can see it. Have you ever seen a situation where it becomes addictive? Like I've seen parents write a Christmas letter every year or a birthday letter. Have you seen people in your course say, I want to do this every year. I want to do this for sisters or brothers or other no. loved ones. I want, have you seen that happen? Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of people end up writing a letter of, of gratitude to their parents um, or to their siblings um, one dad just uh, wrote, after he did it for his children, he wrote it to his dad. His dad was not that great of his dad, but he found it in his heart to write him a letter and be thankful for the good things that he did do. He gets a call from his dad. He said, I'd never seen my dad cry one time in my life. My dad is on the phone in tears because he had just gotten this letter from me, and his dad said it was the best thing he'd ever gotten in his life. Six months go by, his dad um, got sick and was in the hospital and on his deathbed. And and this guy texted me and said, man, here I am in the hospital. My dad's going to die in the next day, but I am totally at peace because I wrote that letter six months ago and there's nothing left unsaid. Um, So absolutely. And then to answer your first part of the question, yeah, you know, my mission is to help you write at least one. We got to get at least one down um, in case something were to happen to you. But then also a lot of parents, yeah, every Christmas, or on their birthdays, you know, they're, and then some parents, it's just every few years, or maybe in the transition years, as your kids become a teenager, or maybe, you know, graduate high school, or maybe when they become a parent, um, parents will write a letter then. Yeah. Wow. So how can people work with you? Uh, you know, I, you're doing great work, but I also know that this is a service you provide. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. At LegacyLetterChallenge.com, you can sign up uh, to go through the master class. In the master class, as soon as you sign up, you can start going through the program. We have different videos um, different uh, for each section of the letter. And then there's um, things to say, things not to say, example letters um, to look at. And then uh, we do partner with a lot of businesses that who purchase our program for their employees or for their clients. And then we do some uh, team building as well. So I just finished up doing seven teams with Walmart and uh, the vice president. So this is the best thing that they've ever done together uh, as a team. Like they grew in 
um, emotional intelligence and empathy. And he said now there's this dialogue, like this open and honest feedback between the team members because uh, after writing this letter together, and I guided them through a, a three-session process, it's like they just care about each other. And so they want to see each other succeed. So um, there's multiple ways that people can go about it, but if they go to LegacyLetterChallenge.com, and we do have a free guide there, so the, the whole outline of the letter. You can go to the website, and you can download the free guide. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I, I'm really, really happy I got to meet with you. Um, I think you're doing something that's needed. I can see this being a letter not only for legacy, but also to help restore relationships, to um, make time slow down a bit. I feel like you said it best. There, are, There is a lot of noise out there, and time is moving so quickly. But when you sit down to write a letter like this, it really slows down time and allow someone to really have something that will they'll have for the rest of their lives. Yep, absolutely. But before we go, I would love to go into the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's see uh let's see what happens here. I have no idea what you're about to ask me. <laughs> I, I'm very easy with the rapid fire questions. All right. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. A uh, favorite vacation? Like actual vacation I've been on or just one that yeah. I would like to go on? Uh, actual Okay, this past, two summers ago, we went to Vail, Colorado, and we just had an amazing time in, in Colorado during the summer. Vail is so beautiful. I, I actually went there two summers ago. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Oh, I think I remember seeing you walking down the street. No, <laughs> <laughs> But you know when when I went to Vail, I'm like I feel like I've seen this in Disney. Like I feel like there are certain parts of Disney World that tried to kind of imitate wow. parts of it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, favorite book? Uh, you know I have lots of great books. There's a, a book called um, by Jeremy Pryor on parenting. And it, the the title of it is escaping me, but Jeremy Pryor, his book on parenting. Nice. Oh, it's called and Family is, Revision. Sorry, it's called Family yeah, Revision and Family Revision, and okay. and it just changed how I looked at my family and you know the vision that I have for my family. So it's it's a great book. Awesome, I'll check it out. Um, what is your superpower, Blake? My superpower, I think I'd have to say what other people tell me is connecting with, with other people. Um, I, my friends all the time are like, what you talk to so-and-so or, you know, who, you know, uh, it's, so I would say that's my superpower. You know, for example, this spring we have, all we always have special guests for the people that are writing their legacy letter. And so Terry Bradshaw, Ben Roethlisberger, Steve Largent, Brad Johnson, all people you don't know because you don't follow football, but these are all like people <laughs> that follow football like, and all the dads would definitely know them. Uh, and then I, we got put on the, the today show. And so that episode, um, we filmed it this past December and it's, um, I don't know when you're going to air this, but February 8th is the day that the today show airs. Uh, so it was just kind of amazing some different connections that happened there for that. To, I wasn't even trying to be on the today show, but it just, just happened. That's awesome. That that's a great achievement. Um, you know, I, I find that sometimes when you're just doing what you're you're called to do, 
uh, you know, people will find you uh, because, you know, that calling is being shown. Um, if you can spend an afternoon with someone on the veranda, living or deceased, who would it be and why? Man, I'd want, I kind of want to hang out with my dad. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, just to tell him all the things that have happened. Uh, I would love, love to just have another afternoon with my dad. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Blake. And, uh, again, how can listeners learn more about you? Yeah, LegacyLetterChallenge.com. So if they go to LegacyLetterChallenge.com, I'm on LinkedIn. You can go to LinkedIn and uh, just Blake Brewer. And on LinkedIn, and then I do have an Instagram account. You can follow my personal account, Blake Brewer, or uh, you can go to legacy underscore letter. Perfect. Thank you so much, Blake. All right. Thank you so much, Christine. I appreciate you.